For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Hello, everybody. How is it going? I'm great. Thanks for asking. Chilling on the Warp Tour right now. Oh my God, it is it is hot. Are you feeling hot, hot, hot? Yes, I am. It's very, very hot outside, but Warp Tour has been a blast. So far, we've done four shows. They've been amazing. we got four more coming up. If you are in the vicinity of Buffalo, Scranton, New York, or Boston, make sure you go, you get your tickets to see some great bands like my band Silverstein and another great band called The Amity Affliction, Australia's Finest. This is a band that has been killing it for a long time. Three number one records in a row in Australia, but it's grown all over the world. They're killing it in America. They're killing it in Europe. I did an episode before with lead screamer Joel Birch. It was a great episode. It was about two years ago. And at the time, I was planning on talking to both him and the singer, Aaron. He was tied up at the time. But I think it worked out better because we have a great episode today. We talk about all things Amity Affliction, their new song, their new record that's coming out. It's going to be very, very different. And of course, his love for the Baltimore Orioles. Before we get into that, as always, you can get in touch with me. It's very easy. Probably the easiest way is to email me, leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. I read all my emails, but also make sure you add us on Instagram at leadsingersyndrome. We're on Twitter. That's an easy way to hit me up. And of course, follow the Facebook page or like the Facebook page, whatever the hell you do on there. We got a great one there. Shout out to Neil, Julia, and Melissa for doing that for me. Also, shout out to everybody who tuned in last week for my awesome conversation with Joe from Knucklepuck. It was cool. That was like as live an interview as you can get. I literally did it, put it up immediately, and it was nice to have things fresh. And this was pretty fresh as well, I'd say. Only about two days old. But thanks to everybody who's listening to this, everyone who's subscribed. Hit the subscribe button. If you like the show, feel free to write a review on iTunes. Also, if you want to support the show, please check out the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. 
The link is leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access for as little as six dollars a month. You can help this thing keep going, keep growing, and you get a bunch of perks, bonus episodes, bonus content, merchandise, blah 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 blah. Just check out the link, leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. Anyway, let's keep the intro short and sweet. Here is the conversation I had on the back of the bus with Aaron Stringer of the Amity Affliction. All right, we're doing it. Let's go. I'm here with Mr. Aaron Stringer of The Amity Affliction on the Vans Warped Tour, the last one ever. How's last it going? one ever. Yeah, good. Things? things are great. Great. We're, uh, I guess, a little over halfway through. Yep. About nine deep and 20 straight. Yep. Which is uh, real fun. What was the last time you guys did it? Did you do it two years ago? We did 13 and then 15. 13 and yeah. 15. Okay, so it's been, yeah, so three years. And you guys had, it's been pretty well documented. You guys had kind of some, a couple rough goes. We did, yeah. Like it wasn't <laughs> easy treading on, and it never is easy on Warp Tour, but, you know, with Joel like getting hospitalized that yep. time and... Uh, obviously, a great song came out of it, but you yeah. know that whole thing. Was there some you know not really sure about wanting to do it again? Well, or I mean, what, what was the decision there? Well, Joel's sober now, so he's. Uh, I mean, he actually did say that he was worried about doing this tour sober, but now he's been really flying through it. He's you know keeping busy in other ways, yeah, and uh, you know just trying to. Just do anything constructive that isn't drinking, basically. Not that that's constructive. No, totally. <laughs> and I had him on the show, I guess it was when your last record came out uh, in Toronto, and we sat there, and it was funny because I, I showed up to the venue, and there's, at the Opera House where you guys, I guess you guys were headlining that show, and I showed up, and, and I was like, oh, there's a bar, perfect. I know Joel likes to drink, so we, we sit down, and I order a beer, and he's like, mate, I'm sober now. Yeah. And, you know, and good for him, first of all. I mean, obviously, sure. I know he had some issues with that. Uh, what's the dynamic like in the band since that happened? I guess because obviously you're still we're drinking beers right now. Yeah, throwing back some banquet, throwing back some uh, yeah, cause banquet, fancy stuff today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than what do they give you sometimes in like the Buffalo area, like uh, Genesee, yeah, or, or uh, Natural Light, or oh, yeah. you know, well, we had something horrible yesterday, Bush Light. I don't mind; it just tastes like water, though. Right. You may right. as well be drinking seltzer. Right. <clears throat> but but how's that been? I mean, I don't know if that changes because obviously you guys are very close people in the band right yeah you're the, it, you're the original members you're the singers of the band you yeah. guys discuss ideas and i want to get all into the new record that's coming out too but what's that like when all of a sudden a guy that couldn't keep his shit together is like maybe he has his shit kept together better than you do now he does 100 <laughs> percent. yeah but i mean yeah i i, I to begin with, like I was definitely like happy for him to to go sober. Like he de- definitely needed to do it, and I also was like, oh, I miss my drinking buddy now. Right. You know what I mean? Sure, so, of course. but I mean, it definitely it was probably a good thing for everyone. Like we all kind of slowed down and just went, okay, let's take it back a notch and not get blackout right. drunk every night. Um, but yeah, no, it's I'm so happy for him. He's you know really taking control of his life, and uh, yeah, it's definitely for the best. And we're still great friends. Like. <clears throat> We don't drink together anymore, but mm-hmm. 
you know, we've we've found other things that we do together, like you know, play golf every now and then, or, right. or well, just that, play video games. You know, I feel like you guys have always been like that, though, and I love For that sure. about you guys. It's like you guys have kind of embraced just like, hey, we're on tour, like let's go do some fun shit. Let's mm-hmm. not just sit around. And one thing, another thing that I, I love about you and is how much you've embraced American sports. And I know you're Big repping the Orioles real yep. hard. Yep. And there was some news lately with Manny Machado, the superstar player going to the Dodgers. Some inevitable news. We knew it was happening. I called it <laughs> ages ago. I called Dodgers ages ago. Yeah. I, I, they just the, the team with the most money. So it was just a shoe in really. So how did you get into the Orioles specifically? Like why was that your team? Because it's, it's pretty random. Well, I've always been a huge fan of sports, ever since I've seen oh, baseball in particular, ever since I saw uh, Major League when I was a kid. I saw it at the <laughs> cinema, and I was good. like, this is amazing. I ended up getting, oh, just recently, I got a portrait of the wild thing on my foot. Uh, but yeah, ever since then, I was just in love with baseball. I, I loved the, the Cleveland Indians, obviously. And then when I got I got older and started you know, getting into music more, I just kind of forgot about it. And it's not like a, a televised sport in Australia no. either, so... Yeah, and then we came to uh, America for the first time to record Youngbloods in 2010. We went to a Mariners. Went back then it was the Florida Mariners. Uh, oh, you mean Marlins? Florida Marlins, yeah. Florida Marlins, yeah. Sorry. Yep. Uh, and then we went. Yeah, we saw them versus the Mets in, at City Field. It was yep. the first ballpark I ever went to, and I just fell off all over again. And then I was like, well, I want to follow this. I'll cool. Pick a team. So I was like, <laughs> who's the worst team in the league? And Australians love an underdog story, so I put, picked the O's. And also, I was a big fan of The Wire, so it was just kind of like, you know, the, the character Stringer the Bell, The oh, Wire. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, it's all comfortable. And then circle. everyone started calling me String after that. Right. Because of his character, and uh, yeah, oh the God, rest the is wire. history. Might be the greatest TV show ever. I agree. Yeah. It glorified Baltimore in sort of the best and worst way In the ever. worst way, yeah. It's, it's like such a hard city, yeah. and that appealed to me because I fancy myself as you know somewhat of a gangster I'm just kidding <laughs> but you know just gangster rap and all that shit like right. just really hardcore stuff and I was like this is my team 100% there you go there you go and now so are you still going to support Machado moving forward I mean uh, I've, are I, you like a fuck you you're not in, you know no I'll be a Machado fan for life cool. I think like, we, he was too good for us so he's gone to a better place and now he's actually on a contending team cool. I just hope Adam Jones doesn't leave as well but we'll see We'll see. They blow up the team. That's what they do. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I hate the Orioles because I'm a Blue Jays fan. Of course. And I hate the Blue Jays because right. I'm an Orioles there you fan. Go. Perfect. So, yeah. So we can't agree on that. But yeah. I remember it's funny because I just walked past um, uh, D's Nuts. They're playing right now. And I saw JJ up there. And it made me think of, I think they have a song or a video about how they don't know anything about the sports. They just rep like whatever logos look cool. You well, know, like you see him like wearing hip hop videos. He does. Yeah, for sure. Right, he does. Yeah. He, he, he loves exactly, it. He exactly. Loves it. And I like, I always like. But then I was like, wait, no, no, like, String is, like, definitely a sports fan. Yeah. I, I, I like all, like... Yeah, and you I, like pe- hockey, too. I love hockey, yeah. I was an I was a Bruins fan, and then when I when that whole Machado beef with the Red Sox happened, I was like, I can't support a Boston team now. Right. So I was just like, well, who's the closest team to Maryland and the Capitals? So oh, well, that worked out I switched. I switched, like, the, the start of last year, and then... They won the Stanley yeah. Cup, and now everyone thinks I'm a Fairweather fan, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, well, that motherfucker <laughs> was just Mar- lucky. That motherfucker Marshawn, I can't stand him. Dude. I love like, Brad Marshawn. He's, oh, he's still <laughs> licking people's faces. I mean, oh, that was against my team too, yeah. the Maple Leafs. So I was, I was like, hell no, no, man. I'm, I'm not on board for that. Man. I saw uh, Propagandi uh, tweeted something like his the the singer's son said, "I want to boil Brad Marshawn's face in olive oil." <laughs> and I was like, that's pretty cute. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Propaganda are Maple Leafs fans, which is just proof yeah. that that's the team everyone should. Uh, well, I think that, that I think that you're going to get lucky next year, and they're going to win it all. Yeah. Now that you it's got Tavares, yeah. damn, I'm loving the sports talk already, man. So uh, I want to go back to the beginning, I guess, if you don't mind, talking about growing up in Queensland, Australia, and, sure. and how, how was it for you? Did you grow up in sort of a normal kind of family? Did you have brothers and sisters? What was it like for you? Completely normal family. I have one sister. Uh, my parents are still together. Yeah, um, very lucky in that aspect. Uh, but we moved. <clears throat> We originally lived in Ipswich, which is like about an hour from Brisbane. And then when I was about you know, grade three, so about seven, we moved to uh, uh, rural Queensland, like Kandanga, but in the Gympie area. So Gympie is very rural in itself. It's about three hours okay. north Gimpy? of... Gympie? Gympie, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> about three hours north of, uh, of, of Brisbane, the capital. So it was very remote. We were about an hour away from the Sunshine Coast, which is the beach, but we're just inland, so there's really nothing yeah. to do there. We yeah. grew up on a 20-acre property. Uh, there was cows and shit, and, you know, we just, you know, as a teenager, it was really fun because me and my friends would just get a bottle of rum and go in the, you know, in the forest and sure. light fires and cut down trees and just go crazy. <laughs> so so not had much it, to, not had much to do. Nothing to do. Right. And that's why I think we started... Uh, a band because all we had was music and we had a lot of time on our hands and yep. I just started I just fell in love with punk rock and, and my favorite band was Guttermouth and I just learned how to play the, the songs on guitar I was like fuck this is so easy I could do this you know what I mean and then, how did you first hear a Guttermouth uh, well we had uh, satellite TV because okay. The channels, the free-to-air TV, was the reception was so bad because of where we were. We oh, right, had right. to have satellite TV. And then uh, they had these shows on Channel V, which is like the Australian version of MTV. We had MTV too, but uh, yeah, Channel V was better. And it had um, like shows, like punk rock shows on Saturday nights. And yeah. we would just tape them and just listen to them over and over and watch them over yeah. and over. And it showed me all the bands that I've ended up listening to. It, it's funny. I remember when I first heard Guttermouth, and it was on the first uh, Hopeless Records compilation that looked, I don't know if you remember it, it looked like um, Grease, the Grease cover, and the first track was Gutter Mouth. So, yeah. They weren't even on the label. But the Hopeless first was in the Grease logo? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I and, 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 and I remember they had the song, and it was called Hopeless. It was like uh, something like, they said, I'm hopeless, but I don't care. I just want to get laid and drink some beer. <laughs> yeah. That was like the song. Classic. And I, and I was like, shit, man, okay, yeah, like... Yeah. So it's it's funny. Um, That's why I loved them so much. Though, just they just said the craziest shit and totally. just didn't they, give a fuck. Like, no, just, they really you know, didn't. Yeah, that's that's, why, like, that's that's why I love them. And no effects. All the bands who just just basically said fuck you to everybody. Sure. And, well, I mean, obviously, Amity Affliction's a little different. <laughs> a lot different. Um, yeah. Lucky. And, that's that's that would be a, a completely different story if I was the one writing the lyrics. Right. Sure. So. But but I mean, I don't know. We're about the same age. I think I'm wearing a bad religion shirt. So obviously, I grew up with that stuff too. Yeah. And it's like. I don't know. It's it's weird how how we in our respective bands get into a music that's very far removed from like guttermouth sure. or propaganda or so. What was your journey kind of into this this world? I guess like, or maybe you can talk about even uh, how did you get started playing playing bass or guitar or singing? So well, yeah, my my father bought me a well, he offered me either a motorbike or a guitar for my I think it was my thirteenth or twelfth birthday. I did. <laughs> But he said, no, nah, that's too expensive. Here's a guitar instead. So he got me and my sister both guitars, and, and we got, ended up getting lessons, and she just kind of gave up on it. But I was like, got pretty good, I guess. Yeah. And um, my teacher ended up saying, that's, I taught him all he 
I can teach him. So and then okay. uh, then after that, I was like, well, now it's time to start a band. Started writing songs and formed a band when I was in grade eight. And then uh, met Troy, our old guitarist, yeah. and then we, he was actually dating my sister the whole time, so he was like three years older than me, I was like, I want to be in your band, please let me be in your band. He's like, no, nah, you're too young. And eventually, he I love the age me. difference when you're a kid, how much right. like, three, three years, years matters. Right, three years nothing. It's, yeah. yeah, but it matters so much It then. does yeah. back then. But then, yeah, he uh, eventually was like, okay, he saw me singing and, and playing guitar in my band, he was like, all right, you can actually sing. You can join our band now, and then that was it. And then we started just playing shows, and and the rest is history, basically. But I think for some somewhere along the lines, like we just kind of got over punk when we started hearing bands like Atreyu and Poison uh-huh. the Well, and we were like, "Holy shit!" There's a whole new genre of music happening, and it was like the start of it. You know what I mean? Right, totally. And we just wanted to jump on board. Totally. And with singing, I mean, you started as a guitar player, which I think this is. I've done like 139 episodes of the show. I want to say. Over a hundred of them, people just started out playing guitar. Of course. They didn't even think about singing or anything. Like, yeah. I, mean, I never wanted to be a singer. No. I just somehow was the, like the only guy in my group of friends that could kind of carry a tune. Is that similar for you, or did you kind of always gravitate towards it? Because no. obviously you're known for having a great voice. Well, yeah, I just uh, I just started singing along to songs in my room, and I did, never really thought, like, oh, I'll be a singer, but I just kind of ended up being the only one who had the balls enough to do it because in yeah. school like singing was gay like if you were if you said you know what <laughs> you I mean you can't say that anymore but I, <laughs> yeah. you could back then yeah that, that, back then that's what it was like oh he's a bag you know but I was just like I don't care I'll do it like sure I got nothing to lose and it was actually my music teacher who like forced me to do it and I was I, you know I'm forever grateful for that because I was scared shitless when I first sang and I had to do it in front of like the whole school assembly because we right. did it with as a school band. They heard me and my band playing Chick Magnet, an MXPX song. Nice. And so our whole class had to learn it and I had to go up the front and, and play guitar and sing the song. And it was obviously terrible, but... Yeah, that did, was did the you first sing time. Or did you play bass too? No, I didn't play bass. No, uh, I played guitar. It's a fun riff to play on bass, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's great, man. Uh, yeah. So okay, cool. Jeez. Uh, um, so I guess I don't know what happened next. I mean, after after that, after that, uh, yeah, after that, we we had so many different bands. Like it's all a blur. But basically, uh, yeah, we we had a band. It was me, Troy, and then. Uh, we had a, another member who ended up dying in a car crash with his sister, Snowy. Oh uh, rest in peace. He was 17, and he had a 15-year-old uh, little sister, and they just fell asleep at the wheel, taking one of their friends' car back from a, a, a party on the Sunshine Coast. And then <clears throat> we were like, okay, we well, need to like start a new band in his memory, and that was the Amity Affliction. Wow. Yeah. So And then yeah. we that was like the whole transition of sound as well. So we were like, okay, let's make this... Right. Like really, you know, emo, emotional and right. and I'll scream as well. And, right. And so the first few songs were written about him. Right. It's you know, and being from Australia, I guess, especially being from a small town in Australia, did you guys? Did you have any aspirations of, you know, quote, like I hate using the term making it, but you know, oh, of course. Being just, did you guys think that that was possible? One hundred percent. So you were really focused on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no doubt in my mind. I told my mother I was like, I'm going to be a rock star. So. I, we we really butted heads in high school because <clears throat> she was like, you need to get, you need to finish high school, you need to like get a good OP and get like a nice desk job. Trust me, it'll be an easier right. life. And I was like, no way, like uh, yeah. I'm not even doing my assignments. I'm getting D's. So she ended up doing my assignments for me because I was such a little prick. 
You know? <laughs> so I just went and sat the tests and like just didn't even try. Ended up getting like a really high o- OP, like 18, which is bad. Like, uh, yeah, the I highest, don't even know what an OP means. Oh, the, yeah. oh, the lowest is 24. I'm thinking the, OPS, the highest is that's one. baseball again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, mine would be very low in there as well. But uh, yeah, and then I was just like, no, I'm, I'm going to do this. Uh, I need to move to Brisbane. We need to all move to Brisbane together. And get jobs, and I was working at McDonald's for like two years. How old were you at this point? Uh, I was, well, when we moved to Brisbane, I was 17. Wow. Yeah. So then all I had from my in my resume was McDonald's for two years <laughs> when I moved to Brisbane, and then I worked at Subway for like three months, and then I was a telemarketer, and then I became a scaffolder, and I scaffolded houses for seven years. Wow. All up until we uh, released uh, Young Bloods. So yeah, we were touring. I was just lucky to have uh, a job that I could come and go from. So I would be, you know, work for like two months and go, hey, uh, boss, can I please have, you know, the next month off? I've got a tour. And they hated it because I was a good worker. But um, they they didn't mind because it was just a revolving door of like criminals and and people like complete pieces of shit okay. that worked there. So right, right. It was, it was fine. Right. But uh, well, yeah. It was really hard work, hot labor, you know, in the sun, and yeah, it was bad. So. Well, that's the kind of job. This is much easier. People need those, right? Well, maybe not warp tour. <laughs> no, yeah, that's pretty similar. <laughs> but actually, it'll make you. Although, remember a few years back, they did have bands building stages. It's like, oh, you want to play on the smart punk stage? Well, you got to build it every morning. Oh my god, that was that was a real thing. The punishment so. doesn't fit the crime. Right, I know, dude. Um, but being from Australia, you know, I just asked that because there couldn't possibly be a worse place in the world to be from. If you're trying to be oh one hundred percent yeah you, it's first of all it's a it's a big country but it's a, so it's a big country so logistically it's a nightmare yeah because you're talking about and a lot of Americans don't know this but you're talking about 10, 12 hour drives between major cities there's only about five major cities maybe yeah. maybe four maybe three yeah right depending <laughs> on what you classify as a major I city. mean the East Coast runs that most people do like people forget about Perth and Adelaide and we didn't make it to Perth or or. Well, we made it to Adelaide, but Perth is just the most remote country in the world, I think. Like, the, yeah, it is. Yeah, the, mo- so, the most remote capital city, I think. Right. Yeah. So we, we only played there like maybe seven or eight years into our career. So, Damn. Yeah. That's like almost like the West Coast of Canada for Insane, us. Insane, yeah. But no, that that's wild. So Because, I don't know, it's like, it's so hard. You, you can create a bit of a fan base within Australia, but you, you can't play that many shows. It's hard to, you know, make money yep. to afford... A plane ticket to get the hell out to right. start building a career either in America or Europe, 100%. or maybe Japan. Yeah, so and that's why we just had to slam Australia. We just toured relentlessly until we finally made a name for ourselves there. Yeah, and I think you know the screamo genre at the height of it was when we started, so it kind of started dying off. And it, by the time we became like big in quotation marks in Australia, the screamo scene has just kind of. I, I use that term loosely, just so you know. Uh, no, it's it, fine. It, it, it like just I'm okay with it. It, it. it had started up again, so we'd kind of yeah. like gone full circle. And lucky for us, we were still doing it. Yeah, so. no. I remember the the tour we did together in Australia. Right, with, it was uh, us and you guys and uh, set your goals. Yeah, yeah. And that was the first time I heard of you guys. And I remember you guys telling us later that you thought we were a Christian band and <laughs> you were like didn't like you guys. Yeah, like, we just thought everyone there? was a Christian band. I don't know. I have no idea. That and was then a, Bill that's a snubbed to me. you at some show like oh, later that was, on. That was in uh, the UK. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, he was I, probably I, being funny, but we were just like, okay, no, I, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I think yeah. 
there was some incident before. I think, I think like, we didn't have a dressing room, and we were just like, uh, do we have a dressing room? And he was just like, uh, I don't know, this is ours. And we were like, okay, bye. <laughs> so we'll just go back to the bar. Yeah. Sure. I, Classic I Bill. Classic Bill. So I really want to talk about the new the new album that's coming out called Misery. And uh, I listened to the new track a few times. And I got to say, like, it's really great, really different. Very different, And yeah. I was trying to figure out, I'm like, did Aaron start yelling? Or is Joel, like, pitching his screams? Or, like, what's going on? Because yeah. with the vo- like vocally, well, musically too, but it's very different, but yeah. very strong. A lot of people, like, didn't realize... I saw one comment saying, did Aaron like lose his voice from smoking too many cigarettes? He sounds really raspy in the chorus. I'm like, that's not me. Like, right. It's Joel. So Joel has started to tonal scream. I mean, he did tonal screaming on our very first album, Severed Ties. He, there's a lot of uh, him singing. So he, we knew he could do it. And he was really like kind of scared about the whole recording like singing part because he'd never of course he, he, he sure. just you know had never yeah. really done it that much but um we were just like no we want to try some new some new stuff like we we constantly get pigeonholed as the band who keeps putting out the same record which i totally disagree with uh sure some songs do sound similar but that's just us so we use similar chord progressions I mean that's just what bands do yeah it's, well yeah that's just our sound there's not that many chords <laughs> exactly and you, you run out of progressions yeah like listen to pop music it's all the same shit yeah. like people don't realize that but anyway so we were like alright let's go out of our comfort zone let's try new stuff and I think we nailed it I think anyway well I, I'm excited to hear the whole record and yeah. I guess you're, you got probably something you're gonna roll out a couple songs or whatever beforehand and people will hear it but this will come up pretty soon so I'll definitely play uh, play the song we're talking about at the end of this episode um, even musically though I mean it's got it's less about you know guitar based drums there's more yeah. like some sort of padding and some synths and keyboards and yeah. stuff like that um, who in the band is is kind of the mastermind behind that well that's not <clears> something like I would really Maybe not really know how to do. I'd have yeah, to have a, yeah. somebody well, kind of help me. Well, Dan, ever since he joined the band, he's like really helped with songwriting. And this album, like he started writing songs, and I was starting writing music songs as well. And then everything he sent me was just so good, and he just kept just banging them out. I think he he wrote like twenty eight songs or something. Oh my by god, the end of it. that puts pressure and, on you, right? When someone well, else is like, like damn, no, I but he, I was just like, well, I'm just gonna stop oh, writing perfect. music. Yeah, so right, okay. he just keeps sending them, and okay. then. I have the luxury to be like the composer of the band, so if I don't like a song, we're just not going to use it. So Joel writes. <laughs> so the you lyrics. have like the last say. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Right. So Joel writes the lyrics, and then uh, I I compose whatever song that he sends me to whatever song I think it fits. And uh, so Dan would send me these songs, and I'd be like, "Nah, don't like that one." And then I'd find one that I liked, and and put the lyrics to it and the melody, and then boom, we've got a song. So awesome! It was it was a really easy process, but the most fun because it's no there's no stress on me anymore to write music. Like Dan's a musical genius, so he just was just banging them out, and I was just slapping the Where is the Dan, words the on. He's not here. Dan's at home having a baby. Okay, which he still hasn't had yet. But okay, I think uh, she was his his wife was Mo was due uh, around the middle to the, the end of Warp Tour so he didn't want to miss out on yeah. the birth obviously which yeah. is 100% sure uh, sure no, you can't miss out on that I'm sure I'll have the baby and then you guys will be back in rock mode in uh, what is it August 24th the record comes out that comes out then yep and then we've yep. got uh, Europe and then another American tour Beautiful. next year so 
Beautiful. It's it's great. And and um, what can fans expect is is the single is I don't want to say it's on the soft side. I mean, it sounds like a single. Yeah. And I'm sure there's there's probably some rippers. It's on not there as too. heavy as the stuff we've like. I I'll say right now the the album is not a heavy heavy album. There's like maybe two or three breakdowns on the whole record. Right. There's twelve songs though, but it's definitely it's just like I don't know. There's just better songs. Uh, there's every song is really different as well. So yep. that's we we made sure of that to make it as diverse as possible. So it's like an album from start to finish, like instead of just his, you know, ten banging songs one after the other. Like we've made it dip in parts and then yep. get back up in parts. We haven't heavily front loaded the album like we usually do and put all the good songs oh, at yeah, the start. Yeah. We've got some trickled out throughout the album. Totally. So yeah, I mean, not that there's any filler. It's all killer, of course. But <laughs> I'll kill no you filler. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shout out to Sum Forty One. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, no. I, I've always... It's funny, I just talked about this with... I had Joe from Knuckle Puck the other day, and I was like... We were talking a little bit about Blink-182, and how I always liked that there was like always a rip-in track, like at like number 10 or 11. Right, yeah. And with, with our band, we've it always tried to do that. back up. Yeah, yeah. right. And, and I think that that's, that's great, you know, that you guys are taking that direction. I mean... Although, of yeah. course, there's always like songs you're like, I don't know if this song's as good, because maybe you wrote it later in the process, or earlier in the process. Right, and of course. It, and yeah. then at the end... and, and when Your once, brain plays tricks on you. And once you everyone else hears the record, and you're like, what are the best songs? And people are talking about the ones you never expected. Exactly, and they're always the first ones you wrote. Like, we was, me and Joe actually listened to the album uh, just before we went on to show some of our friends, and uh, the first song we wrote, uh, which is called Black Cloud was uh, when we first wrote it, we were like, this is going to be one of the singles for sure. And then right. now we're like, this is maybe our least favorite song on the album. That's probably a really good sign. For sure, yeah. You know? so we um, just- I got to ask you about the recording process too. I mean, I know I had Joel on, like I said, a couple years ago. We were talking about this could be heartbreak. And he's like, well, I was drunk for the whole record. Yeah. All my vocal takes you here. I was drunk. Yeah. So obviously this... <laughs> Record is uh, it's a sober record, at least for Joel. Yeah, I mean that that dynamic must have been a lot different. I mean, does is that maybe result in a much stronger record just because everyone's everyone's there? Well, that, no. Well, everyone wasn't there actually. Like we, me, Joel, and Dan all went over for two weeks to do pre-production in Maryland with uh, Matt Squire, and then Joel flew home while me and Dan stayed and uh, tracked the whole record. And then when we were finished, uh, Joel uh, had lost his passport with his U.S. visa in it. Oh. So he had to fly to Toronto, and so did Matt. Matt's guy had to fly to Toronto as well. We had to get a whole new recording studio and everything, new engineer, because Joel wasn't allowed back into America because he has a uh, criminal conviction for graffiti. So it was a, it was a huge, like... Fuck! What are we gonna do? But it ended up working out. Well, yeah, he's here now. Yeah, so. but he, he, yeah, so he ended up getting a new visa by then. But uh, so he was by himself the whole time, and and he was just like in a really dark headspace, and just you know, being by yourself recording an album can't be fun. I mean, I I've done would have lost I, my mind. I've done it too, and also, I, hate, I hated it for sure. So we're never doing that again, obviously. But uh, yeah, we we learn the hard way every time. Either way, I mean, he sounds amazing, and whatever like shit he was going through, obviously came out on the music. Like you can hear it, I think. So, no, it, maybe no. it maybe it worked. That's awesome. I mean, um, so you guys have had an extreme amount of success in Australia, to say the least. I think I read it was like three number one records in a row. 
on the yeah. Australian charts, which I also think I read that had never been done before. No, no, ever... Silverchair have the record, which oh, is okay. five. Oh, all right, yeah. yeah. Well, so <laughs> that's like name a band from Australia. Everyone says Silver. Well, maybe Silverchair, ACDC, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, is there is there pressure for you guys, or is the pressure off? Like with this, I I don't think. I mean, we're kind of like like if you get number two, are you going to be like? Yeah, I'd be very upset <laughs> to be to be completely I love honest. The honesty. We're, we're so I we're, love it. Yeah, we're so spoiled in Australia, and we definitely don't take uh, our success for granted. But you know, I, I think number two, especially on just just because we're so proud of this record. Yeah, we, we yeah. And, and but it, you know, it is scary. So if if we were going to get a number two, maybe this would be the record. But I guess we'll yeah. see. Well. I don't know the thing about your band too, and from an outside, like I'm not Australian. I've, I, you know, I'm Canadian, and and I've spent a lot of time in Australia. But I still, it's hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that a band that plays the music that you play could do that. Right? Do you know what I mean, yeah, it is, it is insane. because you've had mainstream success. Like you've, you get played on the radio, right. and most of your stuff is. Uh, at least by well, we don't know, get played I, on mainstream radio. Okay, though, but yeah, but you know, that's, yeah. that's true too because there's other yeah. outlets. Well, this could change with this record. I mean, I mean, if the songs are like the song I heard, um, it's called Ivy Doomsday. Yeah, I don't know. Do you call it Ivy? Or do you, we call it Ivy, it? but okay. because of the because of the chorus. Yeah. Well, that's like a radio Doomsday. thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, well, the funny thing about that is Architects released their single called Doomsday. And the second I found out, because we're good friends with those guys, I messaged Sam Carter and I was like, holy shit, no way did you guys just call a song Doomsday. And then I sent him my playlist of all our demos. And that was like, the Doomsday for us was our first, uh, or Ivy rather, yeah. it was, was our first, like, this is 100% going to be a single. And I sent it to him and he's like, oh, great minds think alike. Like, sure. It was one of those things. So we had to like put the, in brackets. Oh, okay. Just because you hear the, the word Doomsday, is, we wanted to make sure people knew that the, it was the same song. No, totally, yeah. totally. And that was the thing, like, I think Fall Out Boy, they always had, like, the crazy song titles. And yeah. at some point, they cha- they just started doing the simple ones for the singles. Like, right, that's Sugar the same as going us. down because we're <laughs> yeah. going down. Right. Yeah. So I, I get it from a radio perspective. But that being said, that obviously is something that you guys are probably more focused on is with Joel being able to kind of Sing more as you really yeah. as your lead singer. I mean, right. co-lead singers. Uh, y- you know, that's definitely got to be a big change for and sure. Something that could help a lot with mainstream stuff. Right. Like, it's not like we're trying to become a mainstream band or anything. Like, we're not trying to be the Arctic Monkeys, but we we just want to have we just want to like test ourselves and see how far we can go and how how you know creative we can get because you know Joel especially he's tired of just screaming. Like, okay, you know, yeah, sure. Anyone can scream. And he wants to be able to prove that he can sing as well. So It's a little bit like Parkway Drive. Exactly, They're yeah. going through that right exactly. now. You just get bored doing the same old thing. So we really want to just like put the pedal to the metal and see what happens. I think you guys have, I mean, it's it's great. I think the beauty of it, and of course I've only heard one song. I'd love, to, if you could play me the record maybe you know later when we're back on the tour, I'd love to For hear sure. it. But I think the integrity is still there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to to be like, okay, well, we're gonna sing, so we get on the radio. It's another thing to be like, no, 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 we're writing the, we're writing better songs than we were ever capable of writing before exactly. because the fact that you know you had to sing, he had to scream, that was holding you back, right? From from 
certain things and maybe making your music I know you disagree with this, but people would say formulaic. Yeah. And it's like, okay, no. we know what's going to happen. Joel's going to scream this verse, and then here comes... Here 100%. Comes... We're all about the formula. We're, we're the first to say, like, we okay. use pop formulas. Like, there's, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. there's no denying it. But and not pe- even pop formulas. I just mean, like, the singing versus screaming. Right, for sure. Yeah, it's just, like, it's predictable and stuff. And I, I don't care. I love predictable music, to be honest. I <laughs> love pop music. Like, I, you know, I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan all of a yeah. sudden. But I've always been a fan of pop, and that's why I think we write, you know, such catchy songs and catchy melodies because I've listened to pop my whole life and I'm a yeah. huge fan of it. And those songwriters are the best songwriters of all time, like Max Martin and, you know, all the songs that he wrote, like he wrote all of Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, Taylor Swift, like he knows what he's doing and, and you listen to those melodies and they just get stuck in your head and if you don't like it or you do you can't tell it's just in yeah. your head so but I always liked about your band too was was that that you gave you gave me what I wanted yeah. you know like and even my favorite hardcore bands I don't want to be surprised I want what I want right yeah. right even my even my favorite hardcore bands were always the ones that had that pop sensibility yeah and it's funny to talk about hardcore when you're talking about two minute songs yeah. and, and pop in the same breath, but it's true. It's like like my favorite hardcore record of all time is Buried Alive, old victory band on if you've yeah, heard yeah. And that was like the epitome of like I want a breakdown. There it is. Great. Exactly. I want like a sick two step part. There yeah. it is. I don't want to get guys, psyched out. <laughs> and no. Yeah. And you guys do that. And it's and it's a beautiful thing and it prob- probably is part of your popularity. I don't know how much you've thought I about think, that. I think I think it is a lot for sure. Like if you can it's a proven formula. Like that's why people like songs and, and what they get out of it and, and it's how you remember a song is when things are strategically placed. Absolutely. Absolutely, and, and, and congratulations on you know. There's science. <laughs> it's just it's music just science. science. <laughs> it's just science. Um, you don't you don't have you've ever done a side project like a. No, I, I have actually. You, you did a hip hop thing, right? Well, I've done I've done two. Well, the hip hop thing is like a, a fun thing with the right. friends. It's right. royal family. Uh, check it out on YouTube. We have some very funny videos. It's uh, me. What, what is it again? Shout it out. It's called Royal Family. Okay. Uh, it's it's me, uh, my girlfriend Casey. Well, Lady Casey is her rap name. I'm Young Wolsey. And uh, Real Bad from D's Nuts is also in it. Uh, my sister's boyfriend. My sister makes all the, the videos for us. Okay. And, yeah, we just have a lot of fun and just talk about dumb stuff. And It's just it's just funny rap, basically, like the Lonely Island kind of stuff. And then me and my uh, old keyboard player, Trad, we had a, a side project called Love Cats, which was pop. Yeah. Like I was saying, I'm, I did love pop. It was kind of like a 303 kind of dance kind of I don't know yeah just just, just a pop act with right. two people it never really got off the ground but we actually did have a, a couple of meetings with Sony and and, oh, wow. and Warner but, but then we were just like ah, we're, we're not going to do it anymore well, yeah, we just wanted I, to focus on the Amity I so. respect that you, that you are focused on it but I also wonder you know you talk about how much you love pop music or you talk about how you know you're not you're the lead singer it's the lead singer syndrome and you are the lead one of the lead singers of the band but I always wondered I'm like damn like like I hear you sing I'm like man that like that guy could fucking sing I would love to Thanks, hear man. <laughs> I would love to hear a project with with um, with you doing that kind of vocals or something stripped down just so you, you know you can cause you know when you take away the, the drums and the bass and the electric guitars and you strip something down that's when you really hear the soul in someone's voice yeah and I just wondered if you sure. wonder if there was a, reason, a specific reason why you never just 
took the plunge. I don't know. It's just been. I'm just loyal to the boys. You know what I mean? Like cool. I, I don't. I wouldn't. I don't see myself as like a pop star. So I, I'm. I just. I've always wanted to be a part of a band. Like yeah. That's that's where my heart is. But I, in saying that, the the last track on our new album, uh, it's called the Gift Horse. It's for. Uh, it's dedicated to uh, one of Joel's best friends. He just committed suicide uh, this year. Oh but um, he. Yeah, so we wrote the song, and it was just the saddest song. Well, Dan had had this song written, and it was this super yeah. sad song, and we we're like, oh, let's use this for this, because it's perfect. And uh, it's very, like, Post Maloney kind of, okay. like, it's very stripped back, like, just guitar, drums, and, and singing. So totally. it's awesome, no, it's though. Cool. Come back here. It's no problem. We could take a break. Yeah, grab your stuff, man. No, no, no. No problem, man. I edit in that stuff. So yeah, that's all good. DJ string. I'm keeping it in. <laughs> Newsflash, motherfuckers! I don't edit shit. Detroit. We're back with. Mr. Aaron String Stringer String Stringman <laughs> of the Amity Affliction. There we go. I got to keep that in. Go for it. Whatever. Hey, uh, dude. Uh, I don't want to take too much of your time. I don't know what else there is to. Fuck. We've had. To, we've blown through this, dude. Yeah. Um, let's talk about your uh, clothing line. That shit is. Uh, oh yeah, successful. me and, me and, uh, you and JJ. JJ yeah, yeah, from D's Nuts. We started yeah. that in like 2012. I think yeah, two thousand twelve. One love apparel. We were just hanging out uh, at a party because we used to live together, um, and we were just. He was. He brought up uh, that he was going to start a label, and I was like, "No shit, me too." And we were like, "Well, let's just join both forces." Because his band Great was. Lines. Yeah, his band was re- doing really well in Europe at the time. I mean, they still are, obviously, uh, and we were getting pretty big in Australia. So I was like, "Well, let's you know, see if we can tap both markets and." Lo and behold, like now we're on in Paracon and doing really well overseas in, in Europe and in Australia. We're killing it. So yeah, the rest is history. And cool. Did you spend a lot of time on that? It's it's like it I mean like we used to that, back in the day, but yeah. not anymore. It's kind of just kind of it's taken over itself, which right. is great. Which is what we wanted, so we didn't have to always make sure that our faces were on the brand. So you so. have other people now helping you, right? Like so that. now, Very yeah, cool. yeah, and now Very we cool. can we don't have to model it all the time, you know. And, right. and it just sells itself, which is great. That that that's very cool, yeah. man. Very cool. Um, anything else to add? I think I'm like I think I've, I've we've covered it, dude. Yeah, I mean, I mean the new record. Um, anything else to say about it? We talked so much about it. It's August 24th. It comes out. It's called Misery. Pre-orders up now at uh, whatever the website is. Amityfiction. dot net. I think. Dot okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got a new. Uh, we got a new. Single coming out, I think maybe the twenty fourth. I'm not sure. Don't take my word for it. You'll, you'll if you if you follow the Andy Fiction yeah. on Instagram or Facebook, I'm sure you'll find out. We're dropping a trailer soon for that. Um, but yeah, it's it's my favorite song. This next one, nice by far my favorite song we've ever written, wow. and it's it's the craziest. Like, what do you mean by that? I mean, there's just some some elements of the song that we've never done or tried before. And this was like the song that was almost guaranteed to be a B-side. And then 
the magic of Matt Squire in the studio and him playing with like electronic sounds just made this into like cool. this. Cra- it was just like a real Frankenstein song that just came to life in the studio. So it's an electronic heavy song. It's a heavy electronic it's song. Freak yeah, out. it will freak people out, I think. But it's also heavy, heavy. Like the chorus to me is like heavier than a breakdown. I would just want to fucking flip tables and stuff. But it's sick. It's like it, it's not. You know, it's not. Heavy in the literal sense of like, it's not Cannibal Corpse. It's still the Amity Affliction, <laughs> but yeah, it is a, one of my favorite songs we've ever written, and uh, I just can't wait f- to see the reactions. I know we're going to get shit for it, and there's going to be mixed reviews. But everyone I've shown it to has like wanted to listen to it straight away again. So, Sweet, yeah. that's that's right. Yeah, that's the thing. When you listen to a song and you're like, I want to hear that again. Yeah. Just press you know play again. Hit. Press play. Yeah. I, I remember when. And my, I myself probably have racked up like a thousand plays on my iPod. Like it's, I just. Can't so you, stop you're listening. not ashamed to admit I, you listen to your no, own music? No, not at all. It, Good for you. Yeah. And this is the album that I have really just slammed. But mainly this song. I still listen to this song. That I yeah. love that. I remember when I was well, whenever the record came out, the Sum Forty One record, because we already talked about them. They put out uh, "Still Waiting," which was like a you know lead track for whatever record that was. That's just infected. Yeah, and it was on the radio, and they were like, "We're gonna debut the you know some forty one track," and they played it. I was like, you know, everyone knows that song. Yeah, like, fuck this song. That song was sick. And they come back on the air and they go, "We gotta play it again. That was so good. Let's play it again." <laughs> That's sick. And they did. Yeah. Then they said, "You know what? We're gonna play it again three times." <laughs> so I heard that song three times, and I was like. Like, well, it's a great song. Yeah, and that is. You're right. That is the mark of a great song. I think that is going to happen to us as well. Like, so Octane said they're going to play this song 24 times in the first day uh, on <laughs> wow. Sirius. Yeah, so where well, that's a commitment. So, yeah, cool. I know. So I, if they are backing it that hard, then I, I'm. What's the song I think called? I'm right. It's called "Feels Like I'm Dying." Okay, yeah. feels like I'm dying. I'm, if it if it's available, I'll play that one. Yeah, because uh, I know it's your favorite. Yeah. But that's that's very cool. Um, before I let you go, I have a fan question, which I kind of know the answer to, but I want you to to explain it. Um, so it's from Michael, and he asks, on social media, you and a lot of Australians have DTD <laughs> in your name. Yeah. What's the story behind this? So guess, is what uh, yeah, so JJ and uh, his friends. In Adelaide, one drunken night, just <laughs> formed a drunk crew called Drunk Till Death, DTD. And then uh, when I met JJ and we toured, uh, I'd known JJ for a long time, but we toured uh, Europe together on the Cool Stitch tour with Endwell, and that's where I met Real Bad, and then he joined the band. But we all got DTD tattoos, and and that's basically it. It's just it's just a group of friends, drunk like, till death, drunk till death. Yeah, yeah, because you guys are from. I mean, Adelaide to Brisbane is very far. Yeah, that's it like is far. Florida to New York City. But or something. when you're touring all the time, like we always cross paths, so everybody knows everyone in Australia. Right, right, right. right. Like, is it, even is though it, it is a very big country, but there's not many yeah. people there. Is it weird now when you see fans of your band like putting it at the end? Yeah, for like, sure, it's it just went, it just whole, went like, crazy. It, My mother has it, her Instagram name is Mum DTD. Yeah, I saw <laughs> Yeah. That. I saw that. That's yeah. that's cute. And then though. I'm String DTD, and my father is Old String DTD. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's not like a serious gang or anything. It's just a bunch of friends. So right, yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. No. That's uh, it's a beautiful thing. I, yeah. I love that so much. Well, dude, thank you very much, man, for taking the time. And uh, my pleasure, man. Yeah, I think I gotta get ready to play. So uh, yeah, you better get to stage. Yeah, dude. Cheers, <laughs> man. Thank you. No worries, bro. Thanks.
So there it is with Aaron. As we walked off the bus to do this interview, I begged him to hear the new song, and it is different. It is very different. It is very catchy. I think it's going to freak some people out, but I think in a good way. I want to thank Aaron so much for doing it, Sam for setting it up, and make sure you go see the Amity Affliction on tour wherever you are because they tour all over the world, and they will be in your town, I'm sure, very soon. Next week, I will be back with a new episode. I think it will be a live, quote-unquote live, Warp Tour episode. I've got some great ones planned. So, of course, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. I will leave you with a tune. i got to play a new one from the upcoming record, Misery. Here is Ivy, parentheses, Doomsday, by Amity Affliction and Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. We'll see you next week. I will cover Doesn't know my pain. I 